At this week's Kamloops City Council meeting, Councillor Dale Bassett put forward a motion that requests council recognize the media as essential to democracy and support legislation to rejuvenate news media across the country. Bass said the government needs to help because media, well, to put it bluntly, it's dying. And isn't that kind of the truth? Well, I'm happy to be joined on the line now by Councillor Dale Bass. Councillor Bass, how are you doing here today? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. I do think this is an, an important conversation. I know maybe I have a little bit of a bias on it, but uh, I definitely think it's something that needs to be discussed. So uh, first things first, I guess, why did you decide to bring this forward here this week? Um, what was sort of the, the driving force behind it here? There's an organization, national organization called um, Inkstained Wretches which is what we journalists, old-time journalists, call ourselves. And uh, the director of it contacted me a few weeks ago and asked me if I'd look, take a look at, at this notice of motion that he was having municipalities in Ontario sign uh, and, and endorse. So I took a look and had him send me all the background. And, and because I'm beyond familiar with how the media is dying, it just uh, it seemed like a, it made sense to do that, particularly in a city like Kamloops where we lost our daily newspaper, where we've seen uh, the community paper where I worked go from three times a week to once a week. Mm -hmm. And if you look outside of Kamloops, you're seeing very little local news that, that's more than once a week, if, if that well, and, and I mean, looking specifically at, at radio here, since that's where I'm involved, I mean, we had the whole issue yeah. with TSN Radio in Vancouver, and then that sort of came out of left field for yeah. a lot of people losing their jobs, and that's been just sort of a, a constant trend that we're seeing is is news staff, newsrooms, and, yeah. and radio stations in general, they're just being smaller and smaller and smaller as time goes on, and, you know, it's yeah. just that the dollars just aren't what they used to be, right, for the industry. So how important is it to have that local news? I, I, let's just start there, because your account and you've been on both sides of this now, just how critical is having a local news presence in our community? In order to be an informed citizen, and not everybody wants to be extraordinarily informed, we have to acknowledge that, but in order to be an informed citizen and to know what's going on in your city, you need to have an unbiased, transparent, investigative, ready to ask all the hard questions media. I, I look, for example, at the work that uh, Jess Wallace did on the TNRD. She spent a year mm -hmm. of her own, basically her own time on that. And now, uh, do you know anyone who isn't upset with this? No, you know? no, I don't. Yes. You know, so say we didn't have a newspaper here. Would anyone have found out about this? Would, would the city have found out about this? Not likely. Those of us who were, were addressing it and knew about it and were trying to resolve it would have known, but, but it would not be as widely known as it is right now. And that's just one example. Yeah, it's actually a really good example, um, just because you mentioned how much work went into that piece and, and how much time and effort it really did take to put it all together. I mean, it was like a year's worth of work, like you said, mm -hmm. to compile all that information. And mm -hmm. the less staff we have, the more difficult it is to put mm -hmm. time towards those types of stories. Um, so mm -hmm. with this legislation, I guess, what kind of does it entail? Obviously, you're looking at council to be a little bit more supportive. What, what does that mean, I suppose? Well, in some ways, it's kind of like the notice of motion that the three women brought forward on the opioid crisis. We're hoping other municipalities will support this as well and that there'll be a bit of a groundswell that might get the attention of the federal government so that it might actually review the tax act to um, make it easier for media businesses to deduct expenses. They might 
reconsider the uh, extraordinary costs that they often charge for reporters who are doing freedom of information requests because sometimes those costs are prohibitive and there's a story that isn't getting researched. So we're hoping it would be something like that. Uh, we're hoping that, that if municipal governments and, and provincial governments and, and everyday people who can sign on to the petitioning uh, that they have say we care about our media First of all, maybe they will also start to care about their media because many people don't right now because mm-hmm. anybody with a keyboard can say they're a journalist and promote their own viewpoints. But but I think that, that we need to save media before we don't have it. And, there's, and, that, and when we don't have it, then we don't have an informed citizenry. We don't know what's going on. We just know rumors, gossip, urban legends, uh, you know, things like that. Well, I mean, this pandemic is a great example of it, too. I mean, how many times do you hear someone talking on the street about something that they heard or saw that came from maybe a social media post or something like that? And, you know, maybe there's elements of truth to it, but there's a lot of opinion or or a lot of misinformation that comes along with that. So if we start to see more media outlets go the way of the dodo bird here, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's where our information is going to be coming from. And it's not going to make for, well, you mentioned an informed citizen, but also just making sure that there is a place to get the real information. It's going to be so much more challenging if uh, if we continue to see this shrinkage in the industry. Well, look at the problems that some of your reporters have had getting even provincial ministers to talk to them. Um, I, I spoke with a broadcast journalist earlier this week who had been spending months to try to get the health minister to talk to her um, to answer some questions on the proposed cancer clinic for Kamloops. It took her months. Because there's this arrogance that is also setting in because the media is dying that, well, we don't have to talk to them. And there's a, a distinct arrogance that, that I'm, I'm seeing being applied to local journalism in particular. If, it was the, if you were the Vancouver province, I bet they would return your call. But you're not. You're, you're, you're NL. Yeah, I can tell you, you know? I've, I've had a lot of experiences with uh, that exact situation. It's, uh, I don't have to look very far back in my calendar to, to find those examples either. Um, pretty much the same, same story on this end as well. So it, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, a problem right across the country, right? This isn't just a BC thing or anything oh, like yeah. that. But uh, you're right. The, the major outlets always get precedent. And I, I understand that. But at the same point in time, there is a need for, for localized reporting. And if we don't get a chance to ask the questions, how can we report on the stories? It, it's really challenging. So I, I'm really happy to see this come forward. I guess, what's your expectation for uh, when this does come back up? I believe it's coming up again uh, next week at next Tuesday's week. meeting, yeah. right? Well, in many ways, this is a motherhood statement. No, no politician with a half a functioning brain would say, no, we don't support the media. You know, it just wouldn't happen. But I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what the discussion is on it mm-hmm. um, as well, because um, uh, I know when the daily closed, uh, there was some talk about uh, with some people in the city about trying to start up another daily newspaper, because you do need a daily newspaper in the community. And Kamloops is getting bigger, and we're going to need one at some point, I believe. So I'm kind of curious to see what kind of uh, conversation this generates um, not only within council but outside in this in the community if it doesn't uh, create any at all in the end because I spent my life in the media and because I started in a newsroom of 185 reporters and editors that is now down to 14 it's for me a little attempt to try to save something that I spent my life in Mm -hmm. and that I cared about and that that I I took seriously with a, 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 an ethical code, asking hard questions, um, always trying to be transparent, never not, not listening to people. And I know that's what your reporters do. That's what all reporters are trying to do right now. 
Counselor, but it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. I, I really appreciate this motion coming forward. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me about it as well. And uh, I'll be curious to tune in on Tuesday to see how the discussion goes. But uh, really, really appreciate this work. And, and I know it's close to you and it's close to myself as well. So thank you so much, Dale. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Have a great day. You too. That's Councillor Dale Bass speaking to her notice of motion right there to see if local government can throw a little bit more support behind local media and media in general. I think it's a worthwhile cause. Again, as I mentioned off the top, maybe a little bit of bias coming from me in this whole th thing, but uh, I don't want to be seeing anybody getting their information solely from Facebook or Twitter or whatever the case may be. Those are good sources, but should not be your main source of information.